You want your five-star matches? You want your 30-minute classics? Not me. Big meaty men slapping me. gentlemen this is another episode of the slapping meat wrestling podcast i am your host randall beatley we got another episode for you um and this one i'm just gonna be honest this is a lot of me doing what i do a lot and that's complaining about AEW. um i just there's been a lot that's gone on in the last couple of weeks that I typically this midweek show, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday show typically is, isn't like news. And I typically save that for Saturday episode, but with extreme rules coming up with the pay-per-view coming up, I am uh, going to save the Saturday episode strictly for doing my previews of extreme rules. And so we are going to discuss some news on this midweek episode more so than, you know, talk about certain, um, topics like, you know, favorite this or favorite that, like I try to do in this midweek. Because I, I try not to make everything about me complaining about the current product. Um, I do uh, like to, you know, have my own opinion on, you know, what do I like? What have I liked about wrestling? What am I top this, top that, and stuff like that. Um, and um, I will say this, next week's sort of Wednesday, Thursday podcast, whenever I get around to recording it, will be um, going through and ranking all of the current WWE champions. Whether you're on Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, we're going to rank from my favorite to my least favorite the champions of WWE and how I would, comp- you know, what, what do I look for in a champion? Who's my favorite? Who's my least favorite, right? And I'm pretty sure the answer should be obvious to... At least my top three should be pretty obvious in what I have said in past episodes. But we are going to go ahead and rank the WWE Championship. Champion, excuse me. Excuse me. Um, let's go ahead and jump in. So there's a bunch of stuff coming out of AEW. Um... We're going to have another Shut Up Tony segment that we're going to discuss this Andrade um, and Sammy, whatever's going on. I don't know all the details, don't really care to know about the details, um, but I am just going to give my opinion on the whole situation. Because um, whatever is going on, whatever Sammy did or Andrade did to start this, they, they need to take their responsibility in that, but ultimately, just like what happened 
in the CM Punk debacle with the Elite, Tony Khan has to be at least somewhat responsible for this. You're the boss. Act like it. Take some responsibility. Tell your guys to shut the hell up and do their damn job. Like, Tony does not have any authority in the locker room. He has no control of the locker room. The the locker room literally, the, 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 the um, inmates are running the prison, right? And I don't know what started it. Don't care to look up what started it. Here's what I got to, here's what I know. Essentially, or apparently, excuse me, wrong ter- choice of words. Apparently, Andrade got sent home from the taping tonight before it, they went live. And Sammy did not, which I don't think is fair. If, if Sammy got involved in some way, shape, or form, then Sammy should be treated the same way. Um, but this is now twice in less than three months that you have had backstage altercations lead to people being physical in the locker room. And I know this happens. I know this happens in, in, in other companies, and it happens... But it, t- it, it, it tends to show me that Tony Khan has no control. Because you'll hear about a backstage spout with WWE, right? And they'll sort of nip that in the butt. They'll either lose their push or, or get sent home and nothing will happen for them or they get suspended or, or they get released, whatever the situation is. And there's at least some sort of a of hey we have an authority figure here, um, that that will hold us accountable for the choices that we make. Whereas it seems to me that Tony plays favorites on who he holds accountable, and he really doesn't have all that much control of the locker room. Um, excuse me. Um, and so. That's my take on this. Again, I don't know what started it. I don't know what 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 all of this is about. Um, and I just it just shows me that Tony Khan has no control of the locker room. Um, it's just he he has no control, and so. This is why I believe, look, Tony, if you want to be Booker or whatever you want to do, that's fine. But hire someone to be like a talent personnel person, right? Quit being buddy-buddy. At the end of the day, you're running a, a business and you have all this PR nightmare with Punk and the uh, Bucks and Omega getting in the spout, and then not even two months later, Andrade and Sammy get into it for whatever reason. And then you have Ricky Starks being uh, clever. He ended up deleting this tweet, but he basically said, can my coworker shut the fuck up? I'm trying to think over here, right? And that's a beautiful, beautiful response to it. But let's start with your boss first, Ricky, but your coworkers as well. Just shut up. Do your job. Go to work. You wrestle for a living, and I know it's hard. I'm not saying your job is easy, but you wrestle for a living, right? For the most part, most of the of you guys 
are getting paid millions of dollars to show up to TV and do what you've been trained to do, right? And this is what happens, these, these debacles. I don't care who's right or wrong. I don't care if Sammy's right. I don't care if Andrade is right. Um, I could care less. Um, but what we have is a locker room full of egos. You have a locker room of people who think they're all top guys. And none of them can draw worth a shit. I'll be honest. If Andrade gets released from AEW, in two weeks, no one will give, give a fuck. If Sammy Guevara got released a month from now, after he gets a month after he gets released, no one would give a fuck. No one would miss Sammy Guevara. Maybe some some of his fans, some of the people who really cheer for him, but for but in the overall scheme of things, the show would not the show would continue to go on without Sammy. Because he doesn't get over. He's not over with the, with a lot of the crowd. He doesn't get the reactions. I'll be honest, when AEW started, three years ago, 2019, when they announced AEW and they did their debut episodes, I was high on Sammy Guevara. I was high on AEW back then, right? This could be an alternative. This could make WWE. Ultimately, what I saw this being was if WWE takes this as competition, they're going to make their show better. And at the end of the day, AEW is not going to beat WWE, but it's going to make WWE better, so that's a win-win, right? You get alternatives for the fans who want the alternatives, and you get better WWE for the fans like me who want a better WWE, right? And so I was like, cool, I'll sit here, I'll watch it, I'll see what's going on. And let me, And over the last three years, right, I'm not going to judge the product, whether you think it's good or not. It hasn't turned a profit, so business-wise... I would say it hasn't been a, it has not been a successful three years in the terms of making money because you haven't made money, right? You're still in the red from all the reports that I have heard, right? And so, anyway, I was high on Sammy because he was going to be that fresh built talent. AEW had this guy that's young; they could build into their style, and they could push him to the moon and make him be sort of the represent, right? And instead, he's the mid-card guy. He, to me, he comes off as cocky, um, over, like, egotistical, narcissistic. And then he does this whole thing with cheating on his fiance with, with Tay, and then breaking up with his fiance, and then marrying Tay, and, and all of that shit, which really made me lose a lot of respect for him as a person, because that's just not something that you do. Right, I, I would never, I will never respect Sammy for that, just for that decision. I've lost a lot of respect for him. I don't think he's all that good of a competitor. He's sloppy. He botches a lot, um, it, it, and it, it's just not good. He's not entertaining. He doesn't move the needle. And if he got released three weeks from now, no one would give a fuck. No one would notice that Sammy Guevara is gone. Now, same thing with Andrade. I was I was never a big fan of him in in WWE. I was no I, I don't watch AEW enough, and he's not on AEW enough for me to say whether or not he can get over with the AEW crowd. But honestly, if Andrade got cut from AEW, no one would give a fuck. In three weeks, no one would care. 
you would have a few people that'd be like, man, they shouldn't have cut Andrade, right? But you have you have those few amount of fans, but the majority of the people would not care that Andrade got cut three weeks from now if he were to get cut today, right? They wouldn't care. The show would move on. There's so many more toys that Tony has to play with. And it wouldn't matter. None of these two are important enough to the show that they shouldn't be disciplined. Right? I don't know if Jericho you know, went to Tony and said no discipline to him or what's going on in that situation. But it, it, whatever happened, happened. I just, I find that the backstage drama with AEW is far more entertaining than the TV show is. Far more entertaining than Dynamite. Far more entertaining than Rampage. This backstage stuff gives us fresh content every fucking week. It's great. It's far more entertaining than what their show has given us. And it's a shame that AEW doesn't take advantage of the of the drama and make it into a storyline. If you want to be realistic, right, make this part of your storyline. Have Andrade come out and, you know, attack Sammy. Make real, you know, life realistic. What's going on in real life? Make that part of your programming. Um, and you would you would have eyes on the programming, right? Instead of just sort of like playing it off like it never happened. Like eventually they're going to do. They're just not going to mention it anymore after, you know, they're going to give it two, three weeks and then it's going to act like it never happened. Because that's what they did with the punk thing. They sort of moved on after the punk thing happened. And then like they just continued to move on as if it didn't happen. Um, and and so, yeah. So so that's that. I could care less about who wins or who who's wrong, who's right. None of that matters to me. What does matter to me is, you know... At some point, someone's got to take responsibility that's an owner or, you know, that's a coach or something and sit down with these, with the talent and say, you, you stop being so egotistical. You're not that important, right? That's, that's where I'm at with this. Someone has to take, you know, responsibility of the locker room, right? And, and, and be that example of what you are supposed to be. Um, as, you know, a professional wrestler. All right, so let's move on. So this is what we'll call Shut Up, Tony. I do this a lot um, when Tony Khan gives us something to talk about. I give my opinion on it because he likes to give us a lot to talk about. Um, so, Tony Khan went on, I don't know if it was a podcast or, um, what it was, but he essentially, he, I'm going to read the quote. He stayed, stated, now this is speaking of Dave Meltzer's Booker of the Year Award. Um, that Dave Meltzer gives out at the end of every year. He sort of gives out a Booker of the Year sort of in kayfabe, right? 
Um, so speaking on that, Tony Khan said the following. Quote, I'm going to make a full course press to get it. I'm going to let people know right now there's been a lot of build to a lot of this stuff. And people have been telling me there hasn't. They're completely full of shit or they're just not paying attention. Now, I don't know the rest of what led up to this. You know, that's just the quote I have. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. You're... You, you're such a mark for your company. You're such a mark for yourself. And you're such a mark for Dave Meltzer's bogus-ass award. You're going to make a full course, full court press effort to win an award that doesn't actually mean jack shit? Shut up, Tony! Who cares who wins Booker of the Year? That doesn't mean that you're the best Booker. That, that just means that Dave Meltzer more than likely enjoyed your product better. And here's a better thing. Why hasn't Tony spoken out about this at any other time leading up to this year? Because Tony's won it the last couple years. But why was that? Because Dave was either in, either Tony was in Dave's pockets or there was just this hatred for Vince McMahon and, and all of those guys, that they weren't ever going to give the award to them. right? It wouldn't have sat straight with the indie darlings. And the indie fans. So what we have now is Triple H is running WWE. And, and, and the, the, the hardcore indie marks love Triple H. And so Triple H, you know, has done a very good job in the last, you know, since he took over, what, three months since he's taken over at really changing what we see on WWE TV. Um, and so a lot of people are saying he's going to be Booker of the Year. Um, even with the short amount of time that he's been head Booker, right, making these decisions. And I've told you, everything Tony's been saying see, like reeks. It reeks of this sort of, I need attention, I need it back on me, Triple H, you're not going to ruin this. It reeks of desperation. It reeks of this sort of like, I'm trying to please people, please give me your admiration. And it also reeks of this like fear that Tony Khan understands that he's not the best at this. I don't think Tony Khan's dumb. I think he understands he's not the best at the, at this business. But but what I think he 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 had when he got into it was a fan base that was so tired of Vince McMahon running the company. And, um and and I can understand it cuz uh, let's just be honest, in 2019 WWE was not good. It was not good. It was not good at all. I'll be the first to admit that. In 2019, 2018, you know, leading up to the founding of AEW, WWE was not good. It was decent. There were good episodes, but as a whole, the product was stale. And so Tony Khan, 2019, 2020, 2021, you know, he had a crowd and an audience that was so tired of what Vince McMahon was giving us that he was going to win in the booking region because he was going to just put together matches that people wanted to see 
It didn't have to make sense. It didn't have to have a story to it. And he was going to win Booker of the Year, right? We got this match because of Tony, this, that, and the other, right? Um, and there was this illusion that Tony was this good boss, right? Tony's going to hire in all these people WWE wrongly got rid of. And then, right, and now they're all in AEW and none of them are being able to work. And now you have problems and people don't want to be there no more. And Triple H is now in charge, and he's, you know, Black and Gold NXT was the thing before AEW was created. And now Triple H, who ran that, is now in charge of the whole company. And to me, it sounds like Tony is scared. Tony's running scared, and he's not able to really say anything of use. And he's just spouting all this, this bravado trying to make it sound like he, he's he's got this under control, but I think he's scared. And I could be wrong. But everything he's been saying is keeping the attention on him. Look at me, look at me, look at me, give praise to me, my company's good. If you don't like me, it's because you're a bot. There's no way people can't like AEW. It must be those WWE hired bots. All right? <laughs> it just, it, it reeks of this, the scared little boy who has daddy's money. You're not going to win doing that. I'm sorry. You're just not. Right, Tony? Stop trying to act like you're the best at this. If you win Booker of the Year, according to Dave Meltzer, who the fuck cares? Who cares? You know who's not losing sleep at night over losing Booker of the Year? Triple H. He doesn't give a fuck. Because you know what he's worried about? The billions of dollars he's going to get in the month of November <laughs> for, for Crown Jewel. The multi-billion dollar TV deals that he has with Fox and NBC. You know what he's sleeping doing? Realizing he just got a raise. He's the head of the WWE now with his wife as co-CEO, and he's leading the booking team, and he's got his best friend Sean and his best friend Brian James, Road Dog, booking with him. Like, what more could, could... I mean, the only thing Triple H could ask for more is if if Billy Gunn somehow turned, turned face, left AEW, and, and came and joined him. Right, that's... I don't know what more Triple H could ask for. Right? He's... Triple H isn't worried about being Booker of the Year. Because you know what matters more than Dave Meltzer's opinion? The opinion of the fans that watch your show. Let me tell you something. The last two, two, three months, the show's been getting better since Triple H took over. show's been getting better. It's a lot more continuity to it. Right? You have all these surprises like, like this week on NXT. You had the Brawling Brutes show up and challenge for the NXT Tag Team Champions. Um, and you have... People from NXT showing up on Raw. People from Raw showing up on SmackDown. People on SmackDown showing up on NXT. Just all this good wrestling, but also good storyline, storytelling. Um, and so, WWE's ratings continue to go up. NXT, NXT's on a tough day with it being Tuesday. Um... But it's also a very niche 
a lot of the people who watch Raw and SmackDown don't care about NXT, and that may change. I think Triple H may make that change because it's it, you're going to have to watch NXT to make sure you're not missing part of the story, right? And so I think that's Triple H's idea and plan to sort of get more people's eyes on NXT. But Raw's ratings are going up. The demo is really going up. I mean, you're talking about a program that for the last three years, I don't think I've ever seen hit the demo above like a point, a, a, a 0.2, maybe like a 0.3. And they've been hitting 0.5s the last couple weeks that I've checked. For the key demo that Tony likes to, like to say that he wins. And like the excuse now, because I said to one of my friends who... Uh, is a big AEW guy. I'm like, you guys can't claim to be the demo gods anymore because you're, Raw and SmackDown are, especially SmackDown, are beating you guys in the demo. And he's like, well, we're, we're, when we say we're the demo god, we're talking about on Wednesdays. We're the number one show on Wednesdays. Okay. But that doesn't mean jack shit because that's not who you're competing against. Right? You're not, technically you are. But in your industry, right? So if I had, you know, a show that was pro wrestling, right? And, you know, if I w created a brand and I wanted to compete against, let's just say I wanted to compete against AEW, right? Let's just say I took over Impact and I was able to, to get on cable television and able to be seen with the potential to be seen by the same people that AEW is being seen by. Right. Let's say I get a TV deal with Paramount Network, uh, or, or uh, I wouldn't say them because they're not, you know, free TV. Let's say I get a deal. I don't know. Pick pick up. Just think of a random station that has the same sort of draw and same amount of people who can watch it as AEW has on Wednesdays, right? And I put my show on, you know, on Thursday on this TV network live. And the the my demo I hit you know a uh, uh, zero point four right I'm not I'm not going to judge myself on how daytime TV or how the 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 chick flicks or the rom coms or the 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 uh, the cop shows or these these you know sitcoms that are on in prime time I'm not going to critique myself I'm not gonna compare myself to those shows because that that appeals to a whole different audience and a whole bigger audience I'm gonna compare myself to Raw AEW and Smackdown and Rampage and if I'm running a point four and AEW is running a point three guess what I know we're on different days but I beat you Right, I beat you. I have a higher demo rating than you for the week. That's right. I ultimately don't care about the demo, though. I would care more about total viewers, um, especially in wrestling, because I, I don't think the key demo, at least in wrestling, should be the eighteen to forty-nine. It should be the twenty-five to fifty-two, because a lot of the the people watching wrestling that are in the that are being counted. In the 18 to 49 are the higher 20s, the 30s, and the 40s, and as and then into the 50s are your wrestling fans, 
right? You're you're really you're getting your wrestling fans from like twenty to to like twenty one to um like the, their mid fifties, early sixties. Um, that's the demographic I tend to see you watch the programming, and then you sort of get your your teenagers, but they're not they're not able to be counted. The children and all of that I don't think are actually counted in the ratings. I think it has to be eighteen and above that are counted, if I understand correctly. Um, so I would more so like the focus on. 25 to 52 rather than 18 to 49 because half of that demographic between the two demos are still going to be counted but a majority of the wrestling demographic are closer to the 30s 40s and 50s and and, and 60s than they are 18 19 20 right um but yeah so so there's that right so i don't even know where i was going with that (laughs) Um, but it just see to Tony Khan just reeks of this desperation to, to, I, I don't know what, I don't know what his desire is. I don't know what his desire in the business is. And he has no control of the locker room. He has no control of what he says and he continues to give us content. And then the people who are there going to, I'm going to have people who are going to come out and, and protect him and say, Oh, it's Tony Khan. You can make pieces however he wants. Yeah, Sure. But I can also say you're doing a fucking awful job at it. Control your locker room. Um, maybe, you know, put someone in charge of what they do and don't do. Have some sort of discipline, right, known to the talent. Have some sort of, you know, enforcer in the locker room that says, hey, look, don't do this shit, right? You can't get in fights with each other. If you do, you're not going to be on TV, right? But Tony wants to be buddy-buddy with everybody, and... It, it, now it looks like, like I said, with, with Triple H involved, and now sort of head head of creative. I don't know, man. I don't know. It, to me, it just seems like Tony Khan is scared, and 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 he's doing what scared people do, and he's reacting emotionally, and he's trying to to anything bad that happens in his company. He's doing everything he can to sort of draw the attention away from that bad thing. And so they're going to make surprises and and, and, and debuts and, and championship matches that make no sense to happen. But everyone's all, all everyone's going to talk about is, hey, CM Punk and, and the Elite got in a fight. Hey, Andrade and Sammy got in a fight. Right? So at what point do you say, you know what, I've had enough of this shit. All of you, if you get in a fight, you're fired. No ifs, ands, whats, or buts about it. I will fire your ass, right? Have some sort of discipline. Like, give everyone written warnings right now, my dude. Run the company like it's supposed to be run. Um, Don't let them run the company, right? Because you're the one writing the checks. So, so, like, enforce some sort of ability uh, or enforce some sort of rules. Have some sort of control. No one respects Tony Khan. I guarantee you a lot of the people who signed with Tony Khan only signed because he offered that fat check. Right? But, right, and everyone wants to complain because Mustafa won't be released by WWE, but Andrade has asked for his 
release and has it been released? If the rumors and, and what uh, we're being told that Buddy Matthews and Malachi Black have asked for their release and they're being held hostage and not being released, if that's the case, right? You're, you're. I'm pretty sure there are ROH tag team champions. I don't wouldn't know to, to, for the for the fuck up me, but your best tag team on the roster in FTR hasn't been booked on Dynamite in God fucking knows how long to actually be like a mainstay on the TV show. <laughs> and I know they want to work for him. But I mean at what point do you do you say, okay, we're getting fucking tired of this shit. We're the best tag team on the on the roster. We're not being booked. Like at what point do you say enough is enough? Right? I don't know. Um but yeah. It's just it's just highly entertaining. It gives me content to talk about. Um, and so that's my take. That's all this episode is, is my take on, on, on what's going on in AEW right now. Let me know what you guys think. Thank you for listening. Follow me on Twitter and on, uh, TikTok. The usernames are the same. It's we2deep413. That's we2deep, W-E-T-O-O-D-E-E-P, 413. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Slappin' Meat Wrestling Podcast, and I will see you on the next one.